Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, how are you today? Got your fresh hairdo? Looking good? <laughs> doing good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm ready ready to cook a hog. Yeah. You, we'll talk about that today. We're all going to be up here retailing, and you're going to be hog cooking. Yeah. I didn't plan it that way. I don't know when when they announced this. Where were we at where they said they were going to do it? We were going to Shane Lynn's contest, this SEA contest, back in August. And that's when I made the decision that we were going to cook this hog contest, the first ever hog SEA event where they're doing hog ancillary, actually. But I think I'm going just for the hog. Sounded like a great idea at the time. Sounded like a great idea at the time. I did not know. I didn't think about the repercussions of it being a Christmas open house for small business, <laughs> the Chamber of Commerce in Hernandez. We didn't know at the time. Yeah, they're doing open house this weekend. So we had we got our shop open and we joined the chamber. So we're, you know, doing this open house thing. So you're going to lead the charge on that? Well, um, I got Mark Williams, Jamie yeah. Williams. So Mark signed up. They signed up for the hog contest too, but they backed out. Yeah. Because I figured we had to have some uh somebody knew how to run the forklift here at the <laughs> <Yeah>. shop. <laughs> that would have been something you and you and Katie and I can't sell grills. I can do I can set a lot of stuff up, but talking to folks is not my forte. Yeah. Well that's that's okay. As long as grills. you get the names on the checks right, we okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it's been you're the behind the scenes action on all yeah, this. Yeah, I'm a behind the scenes person. Always have been. I'm okay with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> You got to have you got to, to make it work. I'm more of the people person. Exactly. I like to get out there and talk. While we're yin and yang. Um Are we supposed to be uh like dressed up or anything for that? Or y'all y'all gotta wear little Santa hats or elf costumes or I think anything? That's up to your own personal discretion. I, I can hear I can hear the uh Christmas music out in the background <laughs> with the trees up out there. Yeah. What all What all do you have planned? I mean, we're going to – the point is that you're supposed to go around to each business and have a little cider. Like, every business is supposed to serve cider. I don't know how this is going to work in COVID times, but yeah. that's that's what they do every year. Like hot cider. Yeah, like hot apple cider. Mm-hmm. Um, You can't put any booze in it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Can you bring your own booze? <laughs> yes. What you do in the parking lot is up to you. Huh? I really was thinking about getting a little uh, bottle of whiskey and writing a note on it that's like, I do not know whose whiskey this is. <laughs> yeah, if, if it's yours, you might need to taste it and see. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> along those lines. But it is not ours, but yeah. you're more than welcome to it. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to claim their whiskey. That... There's a lot of legalities there. Yeah, I don't know about that. Are you a fan? <laughs> Of the hot cider with the whiskey in I it? I love it. Do you really? Yeah. It's very, very, um, you can't, like, drink a lot of them. I'm not a, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I like whiskey, but I don't like it hot, you know? Yeah, but it's just like a festive little treat. I can't drink, like, more than two or three, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the hot toddy for a cold, well, that's a, a good toddy? thing. It's lemon juice, honey, and shot a good shot of Jack Daniels is the way I make them. But. Yeah. That's that's fine. You know, you get a little tingle in the back of your throat yeah, or whatever. You're going to yeah. knock the COVIDs out. <laughs> Drink a couple of them every night. Go to bed. Will. I bet it will knock the COVID out. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be good for your throat, right? Yeah. Putting alcohol in there, calm you down, and relax also, you, and yeah. then kill any bacteria. We're also um, going to do smoked Chex Mix. 
I do like that. Yeah. That's, instead of having like a bowl where you sample it, we're just going to put it in little bags. So you just grab your own little sample COVID-free bag. bag and taste Make it. Make some extra of that because, you know, we got hunting season coming up. I like to munch on that in the deer stand. Yeah. With the, I like it with the goldfish and the, all that in it. You the know. bugles. Yeah, the bugles. That's my, you know, that's probably my little favorite. Those and the little toast. I call What's them it? Melba toast, but I think they're called something else. Rye like, toast. Yeah, yeah. They're called yeah. like garlic. Something. Oh, yeah, Gardetto's makes a brand that yeah. you can buy just those. They're if you really got bad teeth, <laughs> got bad teeth, don't eat them. Because they, they can knock a, knock a crown off or something like that. Speaking uh, of crowns, somebody's got some work coming up. I've got some, yeah, i got to go get an implant done Tuesday. It's going to, that's going to suck. Yeah. I keep thinking about postpone. I mean, it's like, oh, should I postpone? Uh-uh. Should I postpone? Just it that weekend because I'm hoping to be healed up before next Saturday. Because that, I'm not going to be here at the shop next Saturday either. <laughs> it's opening day tier season, rifle season here in Mississippi. So I've been checking my cameras. I took Michael. Uh, youth weekend was last weekend. So we took him. Uh, me and Wayland took him. But, man, it was so hot that, that uh, I was glad he decided not to shoot a deer. We only saw a couple little ones. And he's like, I'm waiting on something big, Daddy. That's how I said, Daddy. Yeah. 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 I was like, good, because I don't want to mess with trying to get it cleaned up before it goes bad, as warm as it was. Yeah, it so got we really just, hot. We, we got out there before daylight, set up, and then uh, let the mosquitoes begin to start eating on us. <laughs> and I was like, this sucks. He was just happy as he could be. He had his Halloween candy with him. He was <laughs> munching on it and seeing deer. And, um, so. so this week, we're talking turkeys. Yeah, it's that time. It's that time. And we, talk, we touched on a little bit last week. If you ain't got your turkey, you need to go ahead and be getting them. I was in Walmart yesterday getting some stuff for this hog cook, and they were, they had like two end caps with different turkey in them. They only had probably, I would say, less than a dozen whole turkeys. They were all the butterballs. Uh, they didn't have any other brand. Um, you know, most of the time, this time of year, you start seeing the Riverside, you start seeing all the honeysuckles, all these different brands. Yeah. But they didn't have, they only had one brand. Um, they they had plenty of uh, bony and turkey breast. They had two different brands of those. Oh, that's good. But they had a lot of hams. I was surprised on that. I got me two spiral hams. They're in the fridge. Good. So for personal consumption. Recipe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna do a recipe. That's probably just gonna be for. I was. I'm. I'm thinking ahead, man. You know, Thanksgiving's the one. I'm, my favorite holiday. <laughs> there's no strings attached. You just go eat. It's around hunting time. So there's. You say. Every holiday is your favorite holiday. Oh, Thanksgiving yes. really is. I like Christmas, but you know, you get all the gifts and don't get me wrong, I love Christmas, you know, but Thanksgiving, you got turkey, you got ham, you got football, you got hunting season, you got the egg bowl. I mean, come on, that's that's gotta be what do you what's your favorite besides Halloween? Because you pick Halloween. Um is that a girl thing? Because y'all like to dress up. Is that why you like Halloween so much? I do like Halloween, but I or is it your witchy ways? <laughs> I do like Halloween, <laughs> um, because it was all fun, you know. Yeah. Thanksgiving is a lot of work for me. And you like to party. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard them talk about on radio this morning. It was like, um, I, they had polled people, and it was like sixty. 67% of people say they'd rather do a Friendsgiving than the traditional Thanksgiving. And it's and it was because they don't want to spend time with their families. They'd rather get together with their friends and have a you know, low-key Thanksgiving party, I guess. Well, Is that yeah. the way you feel? 
<laughs> we used to do big thing Friendsgivings, you know. We did. You kind of always we had them. When I first when I first met you and then you got, you know, you had to bought the house in South Haven, that was the spot for Friendsgiving. We had your garage set up to where it was like tables and it was more of like a I don't know, a rec room. <laughs> yeah, the garage. <laughs> had a bar was, in yeah. there, poker table. Um, um Big tables that everybody could sit at. Those were those were the first Friendsgivings that I ever went to, and that's been 15 years ago. I've been ago. throwing Friendsgivings since I was... College? Yeah. Is that where it came from? Because y'all were away from college instead of going home to your families? Well, we do. Y'all would stay there. But sometimes I would have to work, huh. um, you know, because depending on whether the Egg Bowl was at Mississippi State or not, yeah. it's a big time at Mississippi State. Every other year you Every, had to yeah. work, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, I would I would miss Thanksgiving. Well, y'all always did your Thanksgiving the weekend before. That's the not always. We oh, really? well, with my mom's family, we did it on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but your your dad's side was yeah. always that sun, the Sunday, Sunday before. before, so everybody. Could I'm not gonna make it. it this year with the store being open and hunting season. Unfortunately, yeah, that's always a good one though. You talk about a family Thanksgiving, man. They'll have 50 people. There. <laughs> I've never seen a family that big. <laughs> we could hear families. Just... Yeah, six people. <laughs> That's right, though. <laughs> I mean, there was only four of us, and then you know, yeah. you, you and Yvonne. So yeah, we um, added Michael, so that and, and two dogs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about turkeys now. Okay, if you are, um, sorry, I was noticing a camera issue. So if you are planning on cooking a turkey, the most important thing is you got to plan ahead, don't you? Always, because. Well, for me, it's rare to find one that's like ready to cook. They're all froze. Yeah. You don't never see one completely thawed. Did I mean? Do they I, they not do develop? sell fresh turkey, but do you think they just hold these turkeys for like months at a time, getting ready for Thanksgiving? <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah, they've probably had them processes back in the summer. They've probably been in deep freeze for a long time. I would think. You know, it makes sense to me. I mean, there's only one big time of year where. Where they sell a lot of turkeys. I mean, you can find turkeys year-round, but this time of year is turkey time. Yeah, yeah. So they got to gear up for it. Can you imagine the scalability like, of it? Yeah, it's like the cranberry season. Yeah, yeah, all those cranberries. <laughs> who's eating cranberries year-round? Most of them are probably turned into juice or concentrate. <laughs> yeah. And they sell the canned stuff or the fresh ones one time a year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so you got a plan. If you're doing turkeys, you want to – You are, I would already have it. If you don't, buy it this weekend yeah. because when you go to looking for them next week, oh, man. So if you bought a turkey this weekend, put it in your fridge, would it be good to no, I would like the night before? Would you go ahead and freeze it? I'd freeze it. It. It, needs to, it needs to come out for Thanksgiving. It probably needs to come out of the fridge next Thursday. That would be the Thursday. Thursday before Thanksgiving. So that will give you seven full days or yeah. really five yeah. or six full days. Yeah. Yeah. No, you Keep won't. Running. I mean, I won't. I want seven full days because it's because it's going to take it three to four days to thaw at least, mm-hmm. and then maybe depending on how you know how cold. If I put it in the refrigerator, you don't open how a lot. Yeah, how big is. your turkey is. Yeah, you want to get it thawed out. It's not going to happen overnight. And then you want to brine it because that is the absolute best way to cook a turkey to me is brine. Injections are fine. You know, you can get some different flavors down in there, but if you want the juiciest turkey. Flavored through and through, put it in a brine. I will agree 100%. We've done turkeys without brine, and we've done turkeys that brine. We brine really quickly. We've injected, but the ones that we keep in a brine for 24 to 48 hours. Are the best. You can tell. And a two-day, the two-day, the 48-hour brine is the way to go. Yep. 
And that's what I did in this video this 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 week. You want people to think you're a master cook? Yeah, brine right. that turkey, yeah. <laughs> and you got to think, so some of these turkeys you get, you have to watch them. They're already enhanced a little bit, so they've got a little solution in them. A lot of that's just so they can get weight. But it's also... Okay. We get this question every year, like dozens of it. My turkey says that it's been enhanced with a salt solution. It Will it make it too salty to brine? No, it you, will not. Can you get a turkey? To- well, what's going to happen, so... You put a turkey in a in a saturated solution of salt and sugar, pretty much, it's going to reach equilibrium. So it's not going to get overly salty inside that. It's, I mean, that's that's what that's how it works. It's like an osmosis reaction where where the salts and the sugars go across and they go. They're trying to stabilize each other in the medium, yeah, which is the water or the liquid you put it in. And so it's not going to be overly salty. Now you can overly do the seasoning on the outside, but I've never soaked one. And I've soaked them for 48 hours That where I've said, oh, man, that's way too salty. Yeah. And normally the ones I buy are enhanced. I just buy whatever's on sale. Like, now, normally you see turkeys on sale down. I've seen them as low as 19 cents in years per pound, you know. But yeah. this year, the cheapest I've found is 98 cents at Walmart. I hadn't seen Kroger uh, Kroger's prices. i got to run up there after this podcast sometime, but I'm going to check them out and see. But um, the sales that you normally see on turkey aren't happening this year. I hadn't seen them yet. And some stores don't even have not. them. Yeah. They might not. Yeah. I backed up, too. I got some uh, turkey breast in the freezer, too. Yeah, I want to talk about that, too. Okay. We will after we get through this turkey problem. <laughs> so once you get your turkey and you got it thawed out, you know, we're the week out from Thanksgiving. We've thawed it out. We're starting to think about the brine. This is the soak period where you're going to get your flavor and your juice. And um, there's a lot of great turkey brines out there people to have different recipes uh, the main thing is you get it in a, we have a new i've got a new turkey brine out that i'm doing in the video. it's not just for turkeys it is really good it's really good it really is yeah it's i mean it's it's got all the essentials it's got the salt it's got the sugar and it's got all the herbs and spices and the black pepper and all that good stuff it just makes for a flavorful turkey and that's what i was getting at you can do it yourself you want to start with you know the sugar the salt just the ratio is usually one to one on salt and sugar is what I do. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I'll add, sometimes I'll add barbecue rub in it. If I want that, you know, kind of going for a traditional smoke kind of turkey. If I want to go Cajun, I'll add some Cajun seasoning. If I just want the, um, you know, regular old your grandma's roasted uh, turkey, I, I just go herbs like bay leaf, peppercorn, uh, you know, thyme, sage, Parsley, things like that. I've even put a citrus in it. I've, you know, I've, uh, anything you want to put in there, aromatic garlic, whole cloves of garlic. You can put all that in your brine, and all it's doing is adding flavors to that liquid that's getting inside that turkey. And the time that it soaks in it is the main thing. So once you figure out what your going brine recipe is going to be, you got to get your turkey in a container that can handle it. Now I found the easiest way is to get these. Either they make a brine bucket. You got to make sure it's going to mm-hmm. fit in your fridge yeah. or your cooler, whatever you're putting it in. Yeah. You got to keep it cold. And the brine buckets works really well, but it's a storage issue. With you can't it. put it in the fridge. Yeah, you got to put that in the cooler. But I've I found that finding these big giant bags and p- putting them down in a big pot or a bowl or a, a drink cooler works really great. Well, and that's what I did in the video. So we want to talk about meat bags. We're yeah. calling them meat bags because we have them. We sell them. Right, you can. <laughs> they're five. They're very large five mil bags. The, the reason why I started selling those and calling them meat bags is because I was buying those big XL Ziploc. Yes, we but you can't find years. them. You can't find yeah. them. 
I mean, Amazon has them sometimes. They mark them way up. Walmart used to have them. Lowe's used to have them. But you can't hardly find them anymore. And all it is is a giant Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. And so I found they a source, and bags. I started calling them meat bags and putting, you know, and that's, and that's what I use now. Yeah, I mean, so I we use found it. some food grade. Yeah, food grade poly bags that are a little thicker than the Ziploc bags that don't leak. Most of the stuff we sell on our website is stuff that you are like, Got to be a better way. <laughs> Got to be a better way. I need a bag. Yeah, I need a bag. My meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense, don't it? It does. So I, I got these big meat bags, and I put them down inside of your uh, pool it's punch, punch cooler. Party. Yeah, it's a punch party cooler. <laughs> Is that what it's called, a party I cooler? I have no idea. I don't know. It's a, it's a stubby little uh, drink cooler with a spout, like an igloo. Yeah, it's made to take to the ball fields or out to the pool. And yeah. Put your, Vodka and <laughs> sweet <sangria> tea. <laughs> yeah. Make a punch and you got it right there and you put the cup under it. Well, you don't need to put the liquid in that. You put the bag in it first as a liner and then you put your turkey off in it and then you can pour your water in there. And so that's going to keep it from spilling in your wash fridge so it's not going to make a mess. And it's going to take less water mm-hmm. because the water gets all up around it. It keeps that turkey submerged. Keeps it submerged. You yeah. don't have to weight it down. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's the important thing when you're like if you just put turkeys in a big cooler, it takes a lot more water to cover them because they want to float, and you know, you, you know, it depends on the size of your cooler. Yeah. But I found that that drink cooler and that meat bag works perfect, and um, all I did was dump my dry seasons in. I didn't even heat them up and melt them or nothing. I knew I was doing a forty-eight hour soak, so I was letting the liquid just melt itself, just dissolve it itself. And yeah, it did. It did. Did you when I when I drained it off, did you notice any grit or no. you know anything? It all disappeared. It all got soaked into that turkey. Another thing with using those bags is the mess. You throw the mess away. You don't That's have right. to scrub down and lice all over cooler. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it didn't get the refrigerator dirty at all. Yeah. When I poured it out, it stayed in the sink. So all we had to do was lice all the sink. I could drain the liquid off. The turkey's right there. Give it a quick rinse just to get anything off of it. Put it on a little drying rack, and it's ready to roll. So after you've brined it, when do you pull it out of the dryer? Let's say you're cooking your turkey for dinner, a 5 o'clock dinner. I'm pulling it out that morning. Okay. What First if you're cooking lunch? Morning, would you pull it's it out gonna give, you know, I'm going to give myself five hours to cook a turkey, even though it may only take three and a half. I'm giving myself five. And you got to figure out a little bit of dry time for the skin in there. So that's what I was going to get at next. What's your dry time? It needs to go at least an hour in the fridge. Okay. Maybe two hours. Okay. Because you you want that skin. It wouldn't hurt. Okay. To let it air dry overnight. Yeah. All that's going to do is if you like crispy turkey skin, it's going to make it even more crispy by letting that skin get really good and dry. I want to say. That's the trick. I've never had crispy turkey skin. Well, I mean, just if you deep fry it, that's the only that's way. That's the only way. It's the closest. So what if I say it's the closest that you'll get to what I call crispy skin, quote, yeah. quote, yeah. on a, on a cooker. I'll get, yeah. Yeah. But, and that's how you do it. You let yeah. that skin get good and dry. And it's not, when you're ready to cook it, you oil it. That's what really gives you that texture. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will just pull it out of the brine, seasoning or slather something on it, and then Throw it on the smoker and the skin turn out rubbery or yeah, you know, just yeah. weird, it weird texture. Yeah. I don't like that. The 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 drying and the oiling and the seasoning does help you like slice it better and yeah, it gives it a much better texture. It does, it does. So really, I've gave myself seven hours if I include that two hour dry time, my five hour cook time. 
So that's perfect. Yeah. And so if you're cooking, if you're eating dinner that night, you're, you know, you're, that turkey needs to come out that morning and get in the fridge yeah. and dry. So I just set it on a sheet pan that I line with full. I put me a cooling rack on there. I set the turkey on it. I take paper towels, pat it all off the best I can, stick a wad of paper towel <laughs> in the cavity because a lot of that juice is still going to be in that cavity coming out. Yeah. And then stick it in the fridge. And then once it comes out, the skin's nice and dry. Yeah. And you pull out the the galls of the paper towel <laughs> out of the cavity, throw that away, and you're ready to roll. Then you can go any way you want with it because you've got a ton of flavor on inside the turkey. Now it's all about seasoning the outside, working on the skin, and then cooking it. It's really, that's, So that part's easy. You can use, um, for the fat or the oil on the skin, um, I've used vegetable oil, canola oil, peanut oil, um, spray you know, like the aerosol kind, cooking spray. I think you could use duck fat. You can. You, you, I think I really think bacon grease would be good. What do you think about that? I think that's a good idea. I'd like to try that sometime. I think it would work really, really well. I actually have some in the fridge. Some bacon fat. Yeah. Oh man, I might try that on that a breast. Piggy. Like cook it on that skin. Yeah. Skin yeah. on breast because I got one in the freezer. I bought one of those too. And then rub that, rub it down with the bacon fat, and then season that and cook it. But it'd be. I bet it'd make the skin unbelievable. <laughs> it'd be like bacon crackling or something. <laughs> bacon bird crackling. Yeah. That's that's definitely something worth trying. Yeah. So the next the next tip on getting that skin right is cook it at the proper temperature. Like you're not I've never got the skin right starting a turkey out slow, like cooking it two twenty five the whole time for hours. I've all I'm I'm you'll hear you'll hear me say it all the time, it's two seventy five to three hundred. If you want to get it even crispier, bump it up to 325. Could That's you, perfect temp. Could you bump, a, let's say you're cooking a big bird. Can you still cook that at 325 or do you need to air on the um, lower end? How, like a giant, like over 20, 18, 18 to 22 yeah. pounder? I would 275, 300 still, still where I would hold it. Okay. But I would think about spatchcocking a bird that size. I mean, if you want the big, you know, classic look, you can cook it whole, but it's just um, you. It cooks uneven. It cooks uneven because I mean, this you got to think of how big the mass is on it. It's hard to get it all done at the same time. You can, but uh, I would I would stick to two seventy five on that end for a giant bird and just know that it's, my temp's going to be longer. But it needs to be a two seventy five or up to get the skin right. That's yeah. the whole thing. That's the whole thing I'm preaching on that. Two seventy five and up. That higher and, temp, yeah, helps the skin. Um, and oiling it while it cooks. And you can do like I did and melt some butter and, br- and brush it, you know, kind of drizzle it over it. Or you can use cooking spray on that, or you can use a, a little bit more oil. The butter worked really, really well. <laughs> the this butter's we'll talk about the recipe in a second. Yeah. You also stuff the cavity usually. Yeah, I always, so yeah. I didn't, I skipped that, didn't I? I always put some extra mass in there, and it's for two things. Uh, one, it helps the bird cook more even. By having something else in there. So explain how that works to me. Um, it fills up that void. When there's a space in there, you know, em- empty air, it's not cooking as well. You know, you're, you can let your breast dry out. It can let the, you know, the other parts not cook as fast. But when you got mass in there, it kind of makes it, the air stays out. So it all cooks about the same rate. It just it evens, evens the cookout. So it allows your breast to. Yeah, get done at the same rate as the dark meat, the thighs and legs. Yeah. And kind of bunching it up does too. So when I stuff it, I tie those legs up, and then so it's all bunched up into a package. And I try to either tuck the wings, or if you have a clip, 
if you get the wingtips clipped, like how the package, like mine was in the video, I still try to pin them, pin the pin the uh, flats back to where everything's up bunched up, so nothing overcooks. That was a little difficult trying to get those little. Yeah, you ended up using some skewers <laughs> yeah. stuck through there, and it kind of held them and pretty some good. Some meat pans, skewers yeah. of meat pans. Um, so, what do you stuff it with? Because you've stuffed it with all I've, different kinds of stuff. I have um, just traditionally, it's onions, celery, maybe some lemon, some garlic, apples, apples. Yeah, yeah something easy. Um, I last year, last year I cooked Was one with the stuffing in it. Stuffing? Yeah, and that's. Um, mm. I did it just because people ask so many questions on how to cook one with stuffing in it. But to me, it's the stuffing's not as good. I agree. I want my dressing, what I call it, as a side dish. You know, it's something that cooks in a casserole dish with chicken, typically instead of turkey. And then you slice your turkey and you eat them side by side on your dinner plate. Yeah, you don't cook it inside it. Yeah. So you can, and I guess people think, oh, I want to cook the stuffing in my burger. That stuffing's not that good. I agree. It's really not. I guess it's just people are used to it. It's a tradition, but it's more. Yeah, of and a the main thing about it is when, when you cook that, you've got to make sure that stuffing is up to 165, just like the breast meat. Because a lot of people, you know, they'll have trouble where the stuffing's behind. So, and it's because they probably not had it steady temp the whole time, and it's just lagging behind. Yeah. So that was. Or it's it, packed real, real or tight. Or it's packed real, real tight in there. Yeah. It just never gets done. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I guarantee you, they started putting the stuffing in there to take up that airspace, that void. People didn't put it in there because that was the best way to cook dressing or stuffing. <laughs> yeah. you know? They put it in there to take up mass, and then they just, I guess, they nasty, so they ate it. <laughs> <laughs> we ate it <laughs> last year. It, yeah. It's not the preferred way to eat turkey uh-huh. and dressing. Um, have you ever gotten real creative with some stuffing, or do you have any ideas that are real creative? Yeah, I've had I've had stuffing with, like, uh, sausage in it, like fennel Ooh, sausage yeah. in it, and some of them that have like apples or cranberries. I've had oyster stuffing. I mean, you can get. Oh, I was talking about stuffing. What do you? Oh, stuffing in the turkey. You're not yeah, talking about different types creative. of creative. <laughs> I mean, creative. Eh, you know, boudin. I like the idea of like using a dirty rice. Meat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dirty rice would be good in it. Most of the time, I just stick with simple stuff, yeah. you know. Something you're going to throw away. Yeah, it's yeah. just for flavor and, sp- and taking up space. I mean, as that onion and garlic and apples and citrus and, you know, celery and all that cooked down, it gets flavor into that meat, you know, so it, it leaches into it. So, But typically, I throw that away and then boil the carcass and make some stock. Yeah. Ooh. Use it for gumbo or, you know, different stuff. Anything. Turkey noodle soup. Um. So... You stuffed it. You've got it on the cooker. Tied it up. I oiled yeah. it, and I seasoned it. So my seasoning for the for your tur- for the turkey. I mean, I hey, go nothing wrong with the classic turkey, like I did the old Norman mm-hmm. Rockwell turkey, old Norm. Well, you see, um, I think when you put seasoning on the outside, you get a better flavor, but you sacrifice a little bit of the appearance. It depends on what you season it with. Yeah. If you use something that's splotchy, yeah. If you lose something that layers on, like I mean, you know, like an AP type style, yeah, salt and pepper, and maybe a little garlic, or some of the best ones I've ever done. We used to do them when we did turkey sales. We would buy uh, a big container of the Tones granulated garlic, and then a big container of the Tones sea salt. Combine those with one little jar of poultry seasoning, and I'd just buy like McCormick's poultry seasoning. So you have these two 32 ounces of garlic powder and salt, and then I think that's probably like a one ounce or whatever the little small container is yeah. of poultry. We mix all that together, 
and it goes on smooth. It just makes a really good uh, seasoning for turkey, and it's good on chicken too. So it's not – it's got the herbiness from the poultry seasoning, and then it has plenty of salt, which helps that skin dry out mm-hmm. and get a little more crispy too. And then you get the garlic. So you've got all your herbs and stuff in the brine or your internal meat's got a lot of flavor. That gets it on the outside, and it's, it's really, really good. That's a simple one. Now, I tend to like to add a little heat to it. That's why I like using AP with some black pepper. I might sprinkle a little um, Cajun seasoning on it because I yeah. kind of like that. It's not really Cajun turkey. It just gives it a little more. You have you done know. Cajun turkey. Yeah, it Cajun turkey's good. Really good, yeah. It's really good. Cajun smoked turkey is really good. So it's seasoned. You can see so season it whatever you like. Any, any way you like. Yeah. yeah. The sky's the limit on that. Play with it. I just wouldn't get crazy. If you go too heavy, it's it's gonna be splotchy. It's gonna look it's just gonna have a bad appearance. And the whole thing about cooking a whole turkey like that, most times people showing it off. Yeah. That's the centerpiece of your table. So you want it to look good. And basting that's what the basting helps with that too. It yeah. kind of smooths it out. How often do you baste? Um, usually about every forty five minutes. That's how I roll. I'll kind of look at it. it. Depends on what I'm cooking on. If I'm cooking on a pellet grill, it cooks so even and looks so good. You don't have to baste as much, but putting that fat on it, you know, every 45 minutes to an hour helps that skin come along mm-hmm. just right. Do you recommend pellet grills for turkey smoke? Yes. <laughs> they make some of the best smoked turkey. They make some of the best. I had an ultimate fail this week. I was trying to do two videos. Is it okay to get into this right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have, I'm redoing. I'm, do, I'm calling a redo because I was doing one. I was doing a barbecue turkey. Well, you did one that was your, your you My classic it Norman Rockwell. Norman Rockwell, the and classic it turkey. It was fabulous. It was fantastic. It did everything I wanted to do. I cooked it on my Traeger Timberline. That video will Traeger be out never let you down. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Video's coming out later today. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Good. I ate a turkey sandwich <laughs> yesterday. Still, it was so good. Man, mayonnaise and black pepper and white bread and turkey. So good. I like a little lettuce on mine. Yeah. yeah. But I had another turkey, and then I was going to do, I mentioned it, I think, but it was a, like I was going to see how the Weber did, because it did so good on a pork butt when I cooked it with the snake of coals all around. Oh, it was like you set it and forget it. Yeah. Well, with the turkey, it was not. That jerker, bur- I mean, it didn't burn up. It just turned the outside super dark, and it didn't want to run. Like, the turkey was so big. It was. I, I started it out with a pan, drip pan under it instead of the vortex, and then the, the cooker didn't want to run right, so I switched out to the vortex, and then it started. It ran right from once I had the vortex in it, but it just it just got so dark. It was. I mean, it was just. It was horrible. The skin was. The look was horrible. And I actually finished the turkey. I did everything I wanted to do to it. I glazed it. And the meat tasted fine, but I just was not happy with the way it looked, and I wasn't going to put out something that looked bad. So I'm going back to the. I'm I'm not cooking a, a big turkey. I, I I will say that that Weber, my, the size Weber I have, will not cook a 16 pounder the way I want it to. Yeah. Could you cook it on it? Yeah. Would you be happy with the way it looked? I wouldn't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna redo that recipe, but I'm probably gonna do it on pellet grill just because the pellet grill cooks so even. I know that that's a good recipe. I just gotta tweak it. I mean, that was like I'm gonna try it as an experiment. Yeah. It failed. <laughs> <laughs> I have failures I- too. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think the size of the turkey had something to do with that. Yeah. I think. I mean, it was over 16 pounds, yeah. and that's you big need on 22-inch like, Weber. Yeah. You would need the big Weber. The rancher. Snake <laughs> your coals around. It um, just, it was so much going on inside the chamber of that, or inside the cook. Yeah. You know, well, area, the, 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 the thermometer is pretty much right on the bird, yeah. so you 
you can't trust the dial on it and you got to get great temp and it's it was just not i wouldn't suggest it could you do it yes would i suggest it no was the what was the weight of the pork butt that you cooked that turned out oh, it was just, like eight pound pork butt okay it was a, that was a good size so do you think if you'd have had an eight to ten pound yeah turkey and, that it would have chicken would do fine like that yeah a large chicken, a small turkey. If you find an eight pounder turkey, maybe a young, not. young, young turkey, I bet it would be delicious. Because maybe a, you could cook your hen like that. Yeah, and cook my big hen like that. <laughs> I find me a hen. I don't want to cook her if she's twelve pounds. <laughs> but a sixteen pound turkey is too big for it. Yeah. it. Just don't it don't do right. I mean, when I say dark, it wasn't like jet black. It didn't look like It charcoal. was just way darker than I would want to put out there that this is something I cook. I wouldn't be I wasn't proud of it. I, I couldn't take pride in that. Yeah. <laughs> if I can't take pride in it, I ain't putting it out. It's a fail. So. so what's the new plan? The new plan is to do it on pellet grill. Because I like the idea of I doing it barbecue. And I, yeah. So so what I was doing was a barbecue turkey. And this was something that you could cook year round. It didn't wasn't just for Thanksgiving. So if people want to buy some turkey or cook have turkey some other time or alternative to pork. Or I was gonna pull it and slice it so you could have sliced turkey, a sliced turkey sandwich, you could have pulled turkey sandwich, whatever you wanted. But it was all barbecue style. So I or cook, I like the idea of using it for like a Friendsgiving or taking yeah, it to deer camp or that, see a guy's Thanksgiving yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Something well girls like barbecue too. They do. I know I got one that does. But it's something that, you know, is oh, yeah. when you're looking for something a little untraditional. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that was what I was going for with it. So um, I'm going to redo that one. I, I did buy another turkey. <laughs> so you're going to brine, you're going to do the steps same the thing. same, just cook it on, in a different yeah, way. Yeah, cook it on a different pit. What size is this turkey? 16 pounds. Okay. I ain't letting that beat me. <laughs> I'm kicking a 16 pounder. Well, really, because that's all I can find. There wasn't no small turkey. You know, I normally like to get them 12 pounds if I can find them. They just didn't have them this year. I mean, it's like I said, my, or at least in my area, y'all might be finding it different where y'all live. But so you around could, here in Hernando, turkeys is it's like it's tricky to find. And I could be wrong. The stores might, the trucks might be rolling and coming in next week. Be trying to. They might have work rolls and rolls. Yeah. But hey, not not for me. I ain't going. Um, I went yesterday to Walmart and it's like there's nobody in line. And I asked the lady. I was confused on what day it was. I don't know. I screwed up. Like man, that's you know y'all been busy today, and she's like, no, it's been kind of slow, and I was like, yeah, it looks slow and for Walmart. I don't, I don't know. I thought it was Friday for some reason. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's slow for a Friday. She said Friday, today's Wednesday, and I was like, you sure about that? <laughs> I was so confused. It's but yeah, I was I was crazy. It's because we hadn't had any days off. They're all just going together. Yeah, I don't just know what working. Day it is. <laughs> We're just constantly I have working. No idea. I know Hulk cooks how. But I'm redoing that one. So you did your Norman. You're calling it your the norm. You kept calling it the norm. <laughs> the norm. Or the Norman or something <laughs> like that. The normal turkey. The Norman. Um. So to me, when I think of the classic, um, when you think of turkey, picturesque classic, I think of that picture turkey. where Norman Rock. It's like a Norman Rockwell painting, where it's the man. He's he's got the turkey on yeah. the platter, and the kids and the wife are also the wife's got her. You know, with apron, the apron on. on and the dad standing up there. He's got an apron on one time a year and he's got his carving fork that nobody uses and a knife and the kids are all waiting. That's the Norman turkey, you know, to yeah, me. Yeah. And so I was it's going for that. classic turkey. I was going for the current. New Norman. <laughs> yeah, the new Norman. And to me, that's putting my spin on it, cooking it outside. All those classic ingredients, going for that beautiful skin, that butter-basted skin, because I remember as my – 
granny and papa and even my mom when they would cook turkeys in the oven they would always have this big baster the big syringe bulb and every hour they would go in there and pull it out and suck up all that juice that it was in there and baste it over it and yeah. have butter and all this stuff in it so i just was that was kind of what i was going for yeah yeah get trying to get the skin perfect the turkey cooked right having those classic flavors and man it was so good it, it was, was it was that on the traeger 325 Light. I'm going for smoke. Now, does it get some smoke flavor? Yeah, because you cooked it on a grill. That's another reason to use a pellet grill too, because you're not going to get it over smoke. Yeah, it's not going to over smoke it. Yeah, but I went at 325. Had some apple pellets in there, and it was a real super light hint of smoke, but just enough to know. I mean, you got a little touch of smoke ring, mm-hmm. but man, it was all those flavors and the the brine in it had it juicy to the core yeah. all the way through and through. There wasn't a dry piece of meat on that turkey. It was even the flats. Michael came out there. To, I don't know if you. <laughs> he came out there and was like, "Oh, I want to, uh, you know." Can I? And can now I? that skin got crispy. Yes, and it was good. But the yes. butter did it to it. Yeah, and oil in it like I did. So the the dark meat and the edges around the 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 bottom. Yep, yep. yep. I don't know if that's the top of the turkey or the bottom of the turkey. Yeah, I guess it's the how back you look at it. Yeah. It's the back. Yeah, the posterior. <laughs> that that skin got. Yeah, got crispy. Yeah, it was I guess good. Because the heat in the air, right? The way that that cooker moves it. Yeah, I highly suggest if you got a pellet grill, cooking your turkey on it for Thanksgiving, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> I promise you, it's too easy. It is easy. I put a thermometer in it like the last half to cook, and it was just I didn't do nothing. I went back, I seasoned it with some AP and some poultry seasoning. After I oiled the skin, put it on the pit. I let it go for about forty-five minutes. Started basting. After about three based, I stuck a one of those meaner probes in it, set it for 165. When it went off about an hour later, hour and 15 minutes, whatever it was, it, the total time was like three and a half hours on that 16-pound turkey at 325. But it was perfect. I checked the opposite breast with my thermopin. It was 165. Pulled it off, let it rest about 20 minutes. And then when I cut it up, man, I was like, juice was through and through, sliced beautiful. The skin didn't tear up on me. I mean, it was like, it was perfect. It yeah. was perfect. It was probably... And it made some good sandwiches. <laughs> it was probably the juiciest turkey yeah. I might have ever had. Was that... So I'd been... You know, we, I'd had that brine. That's kind of the brine I've been using for a while. Yeah. But it was the first time I ever did a video with it. And and you we, thought... You could taste it. Like You could taste that brine through and through. Yeah. Mark Williams told me he thought it was... He got the juiciest turkey but, he, yeah, ever he ever had, had yeah, yeah. 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 Secret. Um, secret brine. Oh, so... Last thing, two well, two things. What's your internal temp you're shooting for? How important is that? And do you let a turkey rest? It is very, very important. All those um, internal temperature. You don't for for one. You don't get you don't get anybody turkey sick, <laughs> and that means cook serving them undercooked meat. So it needs to be um, when you're cooking at the temperature we're cooking at, like three hundred to three twenty five, right in there. It needs to go to 165 in the breast. That's going to kill anything, any bacteria. So 165 in the white meat, they recommend 175 in the dark meat. I don't know why the difference there. I guess yeah. it's because it's denser, and that meat's usually bigger. There's more dark meat on the turkey, I Can guess. Can you eat dark know. meat at 165? I've heard people say they do it at 155 or 150. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I it depends on the time. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I always go 165 in the breast, 175 in the dark meat. If I see any discolored, like you don't want to see, I don't know, uh, bloody looking liquid. It's not really blood. It's just that tinged, I guess, pink color. That mm-hmm. means that's a sign it's not done. 
should the juice should be clear at that point. And but if you got a good thermometer, you got a good if you got a thermopan, you got to worry about it. Yeah. It's there. How'd you like the meter? The meter works great. Yeah, I like it because there's no wires. That's my sell on it. It does put a bigger hole in your stuff, but I mean, I, there's two okay. things I like about it: no wires, and it gives you internal and uh, air pro temp right at yeah. the meat. So that's pretty cool too. And when you watch the app. It like counts down, so it calculates when that thing's gonna be done. And yeah, so you can kind of watch it. You know, oh, I know I got forty five minutes left, and it's dead on. I mean, I've, it's as accurate. I've had it. Yeah. yeah, I've had it. I've had it work. It's. I like it. I like the meter a lot too. But um, and I like the block because it's got the Wi Fi, so mm-hmm. I can go anywhere as long as I'm on my home network. I don't have to stay within Bluetooth range. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You could go to Kroger. Uh yeah, I go to Mark's house. It still works, yeah, because it's on my Wi-Fi. As long oh, as you can mo- mark, you can monitor a cook that Mark's doing at his house. That's Didn't right. y'all do that? Yep. For a, um, Mark did it for the the those butts we cooked. Yeah, for, the, for those hundred butts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and resting the turkey. It's as important as any is is it resting any meat. You got to let those juices calm down. If you go to carving in it, as soon as you take it off, a lot and it's gonna, you're going to lose a lot of it. But yeah. if you let that meat calm down a little bit, it's going to be juicier. So 15, 20 minutes, if you want to stick it in a cooler and drive across town and go somewhere, it'll be fine. Just, you know, let it rest. It's not. It's going to take it a while to cool off. Um, so know. if it gets done, you gave yourself seven hours. Let's say it yeah. gets done in six hours. You got an hour. Yeah, I would just drop it down in a dry cooler, you know, put a little full over. I wouldn't pan it and wrap it up tight. Yeah, the you steam will ruin yeah, the Yeah, the skin. Yeah. I mean, it's better if you can time it within 30 minutes of when you're going to serve it. That's ideal. Yeah. You know, a 30-minute rest would be perfect. But, I mean, you wouldn't have to put it in a 15, cooler at all. 15 is about all I can take. <laughs> I'm like that old man on the Christmas story that just goes by there and wants to get a piece of it all. This looks too good. What's the most important thing when cooking turkey? Um, I would say contamination, contamination cleaning up. Because you don't want to get – but say, see, when you're working on raw turkey, like I try to keep it in the sink and yep. it contaminate the sink. If I've got it out on the counter, I try to wipe everything down with Lysol or yep. wipes or bleach or something like that. You don't want to get anybody sick. So when it's raw, clean every surface that could come in contact with it. Make sure it's done properly. Cook it to the proper internal temperature. And brine it. And brine it to get flavor. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the brine. The yeah. brine's the most important part. To you ain't got to use Malcolm's brine. So there's sick, a million recipes out there. Brian, Brian Trump's the sickness. <laughs> Brian Trump's sickness. Well, you had a theory. You told me when we were filming. Um, you said, uh, "Do you think the brine kills all the you know turkey germs?" And I wonder though, because it's such a high salt concentrated solution. Uh, I don't know. That's a science question. But I did think that. I was like, <laughs> you know, maybe it's maybe it does. It's got to do something, right? Yeah, I think so. Um. So you've done, you have a ton of turkey recipes on the website. We've been doing turkey recipes. For Ever since, that's one of the most popular ones I've done. The yeah. very first ones. And I probably did them on the Yoder first. Probably. That's the you first. You bust the Yoder out um, to do this new barbecue turkey. You know, that's a, not a bad idea. Yeah. That Traeger cooks such a good turkey. <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to come off that Traeger Timberline. It's I'm my favorite. That. It is a heck of a dead gun turkey cooker for sure. I have not cooked on all the pellet cookers out there because I kind of got to the Traeger and was like, This is it. I like this one. Yep, I like this one. I've never cooked on the lower end Traegers, but the Timberline. The Timberline's beast, are very good. Yeah. Um, 
So what's your favorite? My favorite turkey recipe that I've ever done? Yeah. I got a couple. Man, that's a tough question. I like that. You did one last year, and it was... Um, just the breast? It was just the breast. Yeah. It had turbinado on the top. Honey-baked. It was my version of a honey-baked ham, honey-baked turkey breast or whatever. Honey-smoked turkey breast. Yes. It was that so one was. Good. That one and um, and I'm not a big fan of turkey. I've always found them dry, yeah, and flavorless. But the old and this one's not a Thanksgiving recipe. It's the Texas one. That one is killer. Like we can take, we froze a lot of them. And we'd take them out and slice them, and just you could eat it cold. It's so good. Yeah. It's, like, it's better deli meat, wasn't it? Yeah, we were using them for awesome turkey sandwiches. They what do you were think good. made that one so good? The TX or the um, um, oh, Jolene? Well, no, it was the butter. Oh, yeah, you wrapped <laughs> it in butter. <laughs> that one's so good. I, and see, I, I want to do that again, but I want to do that one uh, kind of a traditional barbecue style or something. And I want to do it like ribs, where I take one of those breasts, season it and smoke it, and then I wrap it up with the butter, brown sugar, honey, and then wrap it and cook, get it done, and then take it out and glaze it and just see what that one's going to be like, too. That's uh, that. I don't know if I'm doing a video for it, but I'm fixing to. Because I got like Kevin, uh, my buddy Brian went down there. And he's like, Do you need anything? I said, Yeah, I need some of those breasts. So he brought me back like four packages of them. And so I'm fixing to be on. And you got some turkey That's legs. That's what I'm cooking for. Yeah, I got some giant, humongous turkey legs too. That's what I'm cooking for our Thanksgiving. Is just, I mean, I'm going to do the turkey breast, but I'm just going to do the butter, classic yeah. season, brine it. I think that's great, especially considering you do a ham too. You do yeah. a ham and a turkey, so we don't. It's a lot eat. of meat. Yeah. Those breasts, those those turkey breasts are just ginormous, though. So they feed a lot of people. But I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't know. But the fact that you cook that big breast like that, it's just so moist. It's not Doing dry. Through. It's not. I wait till I brine it for twenty four hours. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be good. really good. <laughs> so this weekend you have a hog cook coming up. I do. I do. I'm ready. I've gathered most of my supplies. So this one's different. Most of the time, we have to source our own hog and bring it. This one, they're doing it SCA style where you pull a poker chip. And um, I got the rules yesterday. Yeah, me, I read them. Did you read them? Yeah. So you're, we're going to pull up our meetings at 9 a.m. on Friday. And I think turn-in times are staggered on Saturday. But basically, you have 24 hours from the time you get your hog to get it cooked and turned in. Um, we're going to pull. What size hogs is it? They're supposed to be 130 to 150, I think, something like that. Pretty good size hog. I'm hoping I get one a little bit on the smaller side. I mean, I'd like for it just so it'll cook fast. But um, we're gonna pull our poker chip. We're gonna go in a reefer trailer. You got to get your hog. I guess you got to tote it, or I don't know. We're gonna manhandle this hog. Wondering how you're getting it from this reefer trailer to, to your cook site. Cook that's a, that's my question. I don't know how they're gonna do that. You might need to take the side get a by hog side cart. Yeah. Bring it down there to deliver my hog to my site. It depends on how far it is, you know. You got to tote a big hog. I'm back the truck up there and throw it in the cooler, I guess. Yeah, there you go. So once we get the hog, we've got to get it prepped because I mean it's you know it's just been dehaired de and dressed. <laughs> you got to do everything there is to it to get it on the cooker. So it'll take probably two hours. My goal is to have it on by noon, and then have it done fast. by. It'll be about 18 and it'll be done. I want it done by somewhere about 5 or 6 a.m. and then hold it and then glaze it right before and, you know, bring it on in nice and slow. That gives me plenty of time to cook this hog. But if it's 115 pounds, it should, at, at 250, it should cook about 
10 pounds to the hour, but we always slow them down at the first and go like 225 and baste it every hour and try to get some love on it before we wrap mm-hmm. it up and get it done. And smoke. Smoke, yep. Put the pecan and hickory to it. So um, you pulled out from the, from the uh, storage areas. You pulled out old Betty. I did. I did. We were going to put her right back up. Put her, I teased her. <laughs> I teased my hog cooker. Old girl been sitting there for I don't know how long. I hadn't cooked a hog on her and man, it's probably been a couple, two years. Two years. Minimum. minimum. At least. At least two years. I teased her. Mark I pulled hooked up there, pulled her up here to the office. But I started seeing people commenting on uh, the SCA announcement on uh Sweet Swaddleman's page about this that there's no like so they don't have power there. Most SCA contests, you don't have power of water, it's on you to bring what you need. And that's a water cooker, and it takes probably Time fifty fly. gallons to get it going, you know, and then it's going to cook some out. So you got to have a, a constant supply of water. We don't have that at this cook. There's no, you know, there's, I don't know if we're going to be close to. It's not provided. Yeah. Now, does he have a water hose there? Probably, but I don't. Have, I'm only getting toting buckets and all that stuff. So I said, I'm gonna back up and punt. I'm gonna bring the old hickory. It doesn't have to have water. We can bring enough water on our trailer to. You, you know, have- sanitary to clean everything up, but I don't have to worry about filling up. I don't have to worry about, you know, cooking, having 100 gallons to cook with of water. So, Do you still have the um, Lazy Suey that y'all use for the, uh, the yeah. hog? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still in there. Okay. The carousel? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's what we're going to cook on. We're cooking a belly up hog. Um, I like to cook them belly up. Who's going to put that Lazy Suey on there? I've got some help coming. Russell Wright from uh, Right on Q's coming yeah. to help. I just remember last time. And uh, Brian's coming to help. Big. So it's just, it's going to be four of us. I know, but. It's a, it's a pain in the butt. It's a pain in the butt. You got to line it up. You got to, you got to, before it gets hot. You got a lot of mass to hit a small, tiny little hole. <laughs> we'll see the thing. Well, is. see, I was going to put, we were going to load the pig. And that, when I cook them competition style, I like to load the pig and then bring the pit up. Yeah. Not preheat the pit. Last time that we way did it gets it, some extra smoke time. Last time we did it, and the pit was preheated, so we and we were talking oh yeah, about that. It was, lazy suey on there. It was, it was hot. It was hard, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the plan. So we're going to, uh, we always lay them open, cook them on their back. So we'll take a, a like a handsaw, we'll split we'll split it at the neck and then the at the hips. You are going to do to where it'll splay open, almost like spatchcock it kind of. Mm-hmm. And then we'll carve out the ribs where we can get access to the loins. And in this cook, you have to cook everything attached. So the loins have to be attached on each end. That means that the shoulder and the ham end, the loins have to stay attached. You can remove the ribs. You can remove the head. You can remove the uh, the feet at the joint at the knee joints. But everything else has to stay attached. You can remove the head. Yeah, you can cook it headless. So and I don't know if we. I, I kind of like the head. That's yeah. the best meat. If I if I do take it off, I'm gonna cook it anyway. We'll just eat that. Um, so they're doing it different though. You know, most of the time you get an inspection on your hog and you're free to do whatever. We're here. They're making sure that there's a lot of integrity in this contest. So they're gonna make sure um, first that you have the. They're having a pig patrol, and that person's gonna be in charge of coming by and inspecting. And making sure that you're not doing anything illegal. You're not mm-hmm. cooking extra loins or you're not cooking extra and I, butts to and you put in your blind box. Taking anything out. And so before you can actually start building your box, they have to come by that morning, 
have to see your hog on the pit, verify that the loins are connected, they weren't taken out, and slow down or whatever, make sure everything's there, and then they're going to watch you build your box. Oh, now, really? They're not going to judge you, but they're going to stand there, and you can't, they got to go with you when you turn it in. Really? Yeah. So there's no way that anybody could slip anything extra in the box. And so we're not doing a traditional box either. They're giving you a metal large pan with mm-hmm. a lid, and you have to put enough pieces for five judges of the shoulder, of the loin, of the hams, and of the belly. So they are judging oh, us good. on belly. No ribs, though. No ribs. You can garnish it, but they're not judging you on garnish. You can put garnish in the pan or whatever. Are you going to garnish yours? Probably. I'm I thinking would. about I'm thinking about uh, the lettuce disc on bottom to elevate everything, and then kale just around the edges, a picture frame. And then how I'm thinking about, well, I'm not going to talk about that. People might listen. I'll tell you about how I did it. I'll take <laughs> okay. a picture. We'll share it on social media. How about that? Okay, yeah. Because they're giving you little uh, tags of some sort to identify what piece it is in the pan. Oh, okay. So they know. Like what I use for my cheese boards? Yeah, it's going to kind of look – <laughs> We'll make mine kind of look like that competition uh, pig back there. You got that operation <laughs> oh, <laughs> laid <okay>. out. <laughs> Wait, I went the wrong way. Yeah. See how that pig's laid out back there? <laughs> He's going to be laid out. I just noticed him back there. Gotcha. And how many people are competing? I think there's 25 t- hog teams, which is good, you know. 25? 25, yeah. Wow. I think the winner gets... Fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars, yeah, something like that. They got a nice trophy. I'm sure. Do they have big checks? Those are my two favorite things. I doubt they'll have big checks. Are you coming to the rewards? Are you gonna be? No, you'll be working the Uh store, won't you? I might take Michael. If I get done, I don't know what time the awards will be, but if they're over, I'm gonna come back to the store and hopefully celebrate. I do. Oh, if you win, yeah, yeah, we got to celebrate. Yeah, go to La Siesta. La Siesta. (laughs) Viva la hog. Um, so we do have the hog, co- the, uh, not the hog open. We have the store open. We do. Yeah. The retail store. This It opened last weekend. weekend. Yeah. Last. Well, actually it opened last Thursday. Had a few customers on Thursday. Yeah. Friday picked up. Saturday was all day. Yeah. And nice. then we ran it on Sunday. Just me and you, Michael. And there's f- several. Yeah. There was enough, but it's a small, you know. It's a good opening, good soft opening. I did not try to advertise it too much because we had a few kinks. You know, things weren't scanning the way they should, yeah. things like that. You know, that's so, the whole point of soft. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to make sure <laughs> that we had it all. Uh, you know, everything was running smooth before we got yeah. the crowd. In no, there. that's and I think it's going to be a lot or, of kinks to work out. But maybe know. we won't have a big crowd. Who knows? Tell you the hit has been the jerky. People are loving the jerky. Man, that get-along little hoggy. And all right, all right. All right, all right. All right, all right. I need to take Russell somewhere. Yeah, you do. (laughs) I'm going to put some jerky. I'm going to take some jerky with me this weekend. Definitely. Spread the word. Um, So our Facebook page was. Oh, man. That was. It wasn't attacked. We weren't hacked. No. Fake pages were created to look like our page. Our page. So what we we decided to do, and I thought it was a good thing, is. We're gonna give away a gift basket. We have gift baskets in yeah, here for the holidays. The word. Yeah, so and we were just trying to bring some notification to the page. If you like, comment, and shared next Monday, we're gonna pull out. You know, we're gonna pick one person off that that did all that. Yeah, they're gonna win the gift basket yeah. here at the store. Well, no sooner than we did that, all these that gum, I don't know who they are. 
Russians or Chinese or somebody <laughs> started making up all these fake pages, looking like us, taking our pictures. They took, um, they even put on there. It was like this is the official page, but if you look at the username, obviously it's not yeah, us. Yeah. But then they were wanting like they were sending out messages. So it's this wasn't like a fan, but this wasn't like a page. It was like an actual profile mm-hmm. where they could send you friend request. And if you accepted it, and then they sent you something saying you won, then they wanted your credit card information. Well, that should have been a flag there because we will never ask for somebody's credit card information. I don't want your credit card. Yeah. I've learned that's something. Until you go and check out. Yeah. yeah. And I don't see it then. But don't ever, don't ever fall for that. But, yeah, it ended up being we reported all of them. We asked people to report them. But you know what really upset me was when you report these, Facebook opens a case file. And then they come back and they say, this is not, this page was, most of the ones I saw that I reported said it was not against their community standards. And I don't think they've yet to take them down. Mm-mm. I don't know what you do about it. I don't know if you need to call Zuckerberg <laughs> or whatever, but tell him, hey. look, this is not me. I mean, it was, it's, it's blatant imposters. Zuckerberg likes to barbecue. I know. And he needs to hear this <laughs> and know that there's people out there putting out fake stuff on Zuck, it. Zuck, if you're listening. <laughs> First I'm of sure all, he knows. There's a lot one, of fake stuff. Number one, you suck. <laughs> number two, take those pages down. You don't like the Facebook? Uh, I just think it's shady. Well, it, evidently, if you can get people's credit card information like that, because I guarantee you some people actually put it in there. Yeah, I Didn't know. Didn't think twice people, about it. Yeah. But they, I think they did it because they trusted us. Yeah. No, I get that. And that's what, you know, there's no way to stop that's it. That's what either. bothers me the most. Me too. I'm um, looking right now, it's still up. Yeah, they're still up. I keep and some of my friends are fr- accepted the friend request. Why would you do that? <laughs> Go in there and defriend them and report them. Because our page is not a thing. A friend. Yeah, you it's can't a, be. It's, it's just a, a like. It's a like. Yeah, that's all you yeah. can do is like it. Yeah, it's not an actual profile. It's a page we created. Yeah, and it shows on there like who the actual owner is. If you if you go into their about, you can see. Well, when you do that, and it's. You can you know, tell the if you if you spend a few seconds with it, you can tell. Yeah, that but it's most, absolutely fake. I mean, but most people don't, and that's what they're banking on. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't. I'm flying, and when I'm looking, I'm just like. Yep, I'll sign up for that. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> just scanning uh, things, yeah. and agreeing. Well, to things. we probably won't. I mean, after this promotion, I don't know if I'm. I'm I don't know I'm if we'll kind do of anti-promotion. Promotion. Yeah, we have to do it all in-house, but. And that's okay. We'll figure it out. Sucks that we live in a world like that, but that's what it is. Oh, gosh. Now you sound like an old man. I am old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what's coming up? Anything Besides, coming up? I, I got the hog cook coming up, and then... We're doing double filming Yeah, here's Monday. what I got coming up. What do you got? Hog cooking, and then double filming, and then an implant, <laughs> and then... <laughs> a dental implant. A dental implant, and then deer season, so... It's gonna be on. So what are you? What's your double filming? You're gonna redo the turkey. We're gonna give that. Yeah, up. I'm gonna do redo that barbecue turkey video. Like and then I'm gonna do uh, pork loin for an alternative to turkey. If somebody don't want to do turkey, but they still want to serve something good, we're gonna do pork loin. I think that's a great idea. Got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, adapt. Well, I'm gonna steal your cra- homemade cranberry sauce recipe mm-hmm. with the real cranberries. It's excellent. That's what we always serve with it, and then it's it's gonna be really good. Yeah. You're going to brine it, yep. season it. It's a, it'll be a souped-up pork loin. Yeah, it'll be really good. So a pork loin for the holidays. Pork loin for the holidays. Something you can put <laughs> on a platter and yeah, know, garnish up and do whatever and serve it to people. Well, People go crazy over it. It's really good. 
that's, that's all I got. That's all you today. got, Cheryl? Well, I mean, I have some other stuff. I had yeah. questions and stuff, but we talked a lot about yeah. turkeys today. Well, I've got to get at it. Store opens in an hour. So. Our store? Yeah, it's 10 oh. Well, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us today. Hope some of this made sense. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to cook turkey for Thanksgiving, and everybody should, go ahead and go get it this weekend. Keep it in the freezer and get ready to get it out next week. And uh, if you have questions, send them to us. We'll try to answer them. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What do they search for, Shell? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, <laughs> uh, if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's how to BBQ right on. You threw me off. I'm sorry. I messed that up. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's how to BBQ right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on. Instagram. And we try to answer those Thanksgiving questions. So if, uh, if I can help, y'all shout out, send them our way some kind of way. And appreciate y'all checking us out. We'll see y'all next time. We're gone. We're gone. <laughs> <laughs>